0: What up, everybody? It's me, George Becknell, and I'm back again with another episode of In The Paint. A couple of things I want to talk to y'all about. I want to talk to y'all about this year's NBA MVP race. I want to talk about the NBA playoffs. I also want to talk about the rookie of the year. And last but not least, man, what's going on with Odell in New York, man? What they gonna do with him? So, man... I'm going to talk about all this right after this. This episode of In The Paint is brought to you by 7 Stitches Lifestyle Boutique. You can shop online at shop7stitches.com That's www.shopthenumber7stitches.com or a person at 415 Lee Avenue, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. Phone number 337-484-3720. And remember, at 7 Stitches, we don't just sell clothing. We sell a lifestyle. Another regular season in the NBA is in the books. And as normal, you know, the conversation is about the MVP. Every year at the end of the season, there's a debate on the MVP. You know, everybody thinks James Harden is a foregone conclusion on the most valuable player, which he probably is. The Rockets had the best record in the West. They had the best record in the league. Period. Um, they're the number one seed in the West. You know, they they have a very good shot at a title run. You know, you got other guys. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double again. Um, LeBron James the king he had a fantastic season at 33 years old he finally played all 82 games Uh, I thought he did a lot to salvage Cleveland's season even though they traded the whole team away at the trade deadline and they didn't have Kyrie Irving this year Um, and also Anthony Davis you know so in my opinion there's a lot of guys who are deserving of the award but I I want to kind of go off on a tangent a little bit and discuss what the MVP award means. Um, MVP, if y'all don't know, it stands for Most Valuable Player. Uh, but in my mind, this award is given to the best season. You know, because let, let's be real. If, if we go take time to be a hundred percent real right now, the most valuable player on earth right now has to be LeBron James. You know, just like for a long time it was Kobe. You know, you had Allen Novison, you had Shaq. Before that, you had Michael Jordan. Before that, you had Magic and Bird. Those guys should have been the most valuable player every year. Why? Because when you think about most valuable player, who has the most value to their team? Who has the most value to the league? You know? Obviously, LeBron James is the biggest name right now. He is the most popular player in the league. You know, the guy puts butts in the seats. When you go to a a road game, you know, when the Cleveland Cavaliers are in town, the tickets are inflated because of LeBron James. You know, he brings that type of value to the league. So in my opinion, he should be MVP every year for that reason alone. Not only that. The guy's still dominating. He's still the best player in the NBA. Now, the Cavaliers didn't have as a, as good of a season as they normally have, but who cares, right? It's all about the playoffs when you get to that level. You know, one year the Bulls didn't win 60 games, and they still won the title. So what? It's just, I'm, I'm big on what you do in the postseason. The man's been the seven straight finals. I don't see anybody in the East beating him. Um, the 76ers got a shot. The man's the most valuable player in the league. But if you want to base it just off of this year's accomplishments, uh, numbers, he's still in the conversation. You know, Like I said, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double this year. He's the first player in NBA history to average a triple-double back-to-back years. I mean, that's impressive. You, know, you take what James Harden has done. The Rockets won 60-plus games. He averaged 30 points. Eight, re- eight assists, excuse me, five rebounds. LeBron is averaging 27.5 points a game, nine assists per game, eight rebounds a game. Anthony Davis, 28 with 11 boards. You know, he led the league in blocks again. So I don't know. Ever, James Harden's probably going to win. He's probably going to win because the Rockets play as well. But I think the Rockets also have the best supporting cast of any of these teams that we named. Now, you going to say, wait a minute, Russell Westbrook has Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, which he probably has the most talent around him. But that team, in my mind, the Oklahoma City Thunder team is built terribly. Uh, Carmelo is an ISO player. You know, I think Carmelo should be coming off the bench. That's just my personal opinion. You know, uh... He's disruptive. You can't run the offense thoroughly with Carmelo on the floor. He should be with that second team, be able to go get a bucket while Paul George and Russell Westbrook get a rest. You know, you look at the you look at the way the Rockets are constructed. You know, you got a guy like Capella down low. You got Chris Paul, who's probably the best peer peer point guard in the league. If not, he's up there. You know, you got shooters around you. You got Eric Gordon. You got Ryan Anderson. You got Trevor Ariza. You got all these guys coming off the bench hitting shots. You know, the Rockets are constructed for for a title run. You know, let's see if uh, if D'Antoni can get it done this year. He's had a a few good regular seasons. But I think the Rockets are probably the best built team out of anybody we're going to talk about. You know, let's talk about what LeBron's doing. You know, LeBron has carried the Cavaliers throughout the whole year. You know, he's had arguably his best season in year 15. They traded the whole team at the trade deadline. I I don't know. I don't know what you want a man to do. So, and then you combine that with Andy Davis, the Pelicans don't have a squad, you know. The Pelicans don't have this this dream team, right? So, James Harden is probably going to win. In my mind, my MVP would be LeBron James. Because he's the most valuable player year in, year out. With Anthony Davis as a strong number two. That's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. Y'all already know my Instagram handle, my Twitter handle. Let me know what y'all thinking on that. Alright, moving on. We talked about MVP. The playoff seeds are set. Let's talk about these playoffs. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. Can the Cleveland Cavaliers come out of the East? Can LeBron James get to the finals for the eighth straight time? I'm looking at these matchups in the East. I have to say, there's one big challenge waiting for them. You know, they're fortunate because they wouldn't have to face this team until the Eastern Conference Finals. But man... This Philadelphia 76 team is for real. We're going to talk a little bit more about them later. But right now, they're matched up against the Miami Heat in the first round. You got to assume they're going to win that. Then you got the Boston Celtics matched up against the Milwaukee Bucks. They'd play the winner of that. You know, without Kyrie Irving, you'd have to think Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, come to get it done. Trust the process. So the Cavaliers, you look at them, they got a they got a tough matchup against the Pacers in the first round, they handle business. You know, I'm assuming the Raptors go beat the Wizards in the first round, so they will play the Raptors. The Raptors are a better basketball team than the Cavaliers are right now, but the Cavaliers just got the Raptors numbers. So the Raptors, despite having DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, they're not gonna beat the Cavaliers. So the Cavaliers look like, in my opinion, they're going to face the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Which, I'm going to go on a limb and say this year will be LeBron James' biggest challenge in a long time to get out of the Eastern Conference. You know, normally it's a cakewalk. But man, he don't want none of them 76ers. He better hope them 76ers get upset before they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Because if they see LeBron. They can beat him. You know. They can beat him. Ben Simmons. is many LeBron James Jr. Joel Embiid. He'll be back. He'll be healthy. He'll be ready to go. I don't think LeBron has enough help. And that's not an excuse. Because LeBron is the greatest player in the world. You know, I just talked about how he should have been MVP. LeBron James is the greatest player on earth. You're supposed to rise to the occasion and get it done. We never heard an excuse for Magic saying, oh, but Magic played such and such. Or an excuse for Bird. Or an excuse for Michael Jordan. Or an excuse for Kobe. Same thing with LeBron. Look. If he's going to get it done this year, he's going to have to go through the 76ers. But the team that's played them three years in a row in the finals, the Golden State Warriors, I kind of feel like they're limping their way into the playoffs. And I'll tell you what. They lucky the San Antonio Spurs got the 7th seed. You know, this Kawhi Kawhi leonard Leonardless San Antonio Spurs team they don't match up as well with the Warriors obviously the Warriors should win that one easily Steph Curry's not healthy Kevin Durant are you a strong enough superstar to take sole control of the Warriors and lead them to a title I know Steph Curry's gonna be back sometime in the playoffs but is he gonna be 100% I doubt it so it's the Kevin Durant show this year yeah he'll get on past the Spurs but he ought to be lucky the Oklahoma City Thunder was not sitting there at that seven seed. Because if they were, that might have been a first-round exit for the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. Because I don't believe in Kevin Durant like that. I just don't. All the talent in the world. But can you lead a team Without Steph Curry to the finals and win? I don't know. We'll see. But they should take care of business that first round against the Spurs. And they would have to play the winner against the Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans. You gotta like the Trailblazers in that in that matchup. You know, you gotta even though Anthony Davis is having a phenomenal year, to say that Boogie Cousins got hurt and the Pelicans are still where they are, you know, it says a lot. Andy Davis is the man, but I think they go down against the against the Trailblazers this year. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum is a little too much for Rondo and Drew Holiday to handle in that backcourt. I think the, the Trailblazers win that one, but that brings them against the Warriors. Can a hobble... Steph Curry, check Dame Lillard. I don't know, man. But either way, one of those two guys are being the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, the Western Conference Finals, excuse me. I'm looking at this 4-5 this matchup. Man, this is a good one. Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. Bringing themselves up against the Oklahoma City Thunder with Russell Westbrook. Mr. Triple-Double himself. He's not going to get enough love for that, but I'm going to give him some. Triple-Double two years in a row. Man, that's that's unheard of. Averaging the Triple-Double two years in a row. Russell, Russell Westbrook, you're the man. Add that to Paul George, Kamala it. That's some good talent on that team. I don't really like the way the Thunder is built, but talent-wise, they got enough to get it done against the Jazz. Which... In the next round, we'll put them against the Houston Rockets. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a young team, but the Rockets will be able to knock them out in the first round of the playoffs. So, I don't know. Hard road for Golden State. Assuming Golden State pulls it off against the Trailblazers, they would have to see the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. James Harden, Chris Paul, and those boys, Mike Dantoni. If Steph Curry is not hundred percent, I don't think they get it done. Because the Game Seven would be in the Toyota Center in Houston. I don't know. I just don't have I just don't have confidence in Kevin Durant like that. I think this is the year where the Warriors don't get back to the finals. That's just me. Let me know what you think. I'm dying to know. All right, now staying on the hardwood, we've already discussed the MVP candidates. So you guessed it, we need to talk about the rookie of the year candidates. You know, the four rookies that everybody got in mind would be Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma, and Jason Tatum. Um, before I even talk about what these guys have done on the floor, can I take a minute to talk about Donovan Mitchell? You know, not throwing no shade at you, Donovan Mitchell, but let let let's keep it let's keep it hundred percent right now. So, Donovan Mitchell wore a hoodie defining what a rookie is the other day. This is obviously shade throwing at Ben Simmons from from the 76ers because Ben Simmons has had a phenomenal year, but, you know, he sat out all last year. So, technically, he was a professional basketball player last year, but he didn't play a game. So, statistically, he's a rookie. But... They're trying to say he was a professional last year, so Donovan Mitchell's been throwing shade. Um, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz has been having a fantastic rookie year. They're actually playing very good basketball. He He won the dunk contest as well. But what I can't understand, if you're having this phenomenal season, why are you worried about Ben Simmons? Man, leave Ben Simmons alone. If you feel like you're rookie of the year, Man, just keep playing good basketball. Go out and just handle your business. But not, I don't understand why are you that concerned over what Ben Simmons does. Or if he's classified as a rookie, why? Because you won't get your competition out of the way? That's what's wrong with these young cats in the league today, man. They, they, they're they not competitive enough for me. But anyways, let, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the four rookies I just named. Let's talk about what they bring to the table, right? says Donovan Mitchell wants to talk about Ben Simmons. Let's talk about Ben Simmons too. Ben Simmons, the rookie from LSU. Yeah, he was drafted last year. He didn't play a game. He comes in and he's having a very good season for the Philadelphia 76ers. So good to where I don't remember the 76ers being this good. The 76ers were last this competitive when Allen Alverson was playing, right? So he's averaging 15 points a game. Eight rebounds and eight assists. He's like 6'10", 6'11", playing point guard. One of the more versatile players in the NBA. The young, the young brother's having a phenomenal season. The 76ers are having a good season. Brother got a young, bright future. We're going to talk about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is going for 20 a game. He's averaging three rebounds, three assists. Um, He's a scorer. He's a better scorer than Ben Simmons, but... In my mind, his game is a little one-dimensional. But he's having a phenomenal phenomenal season. The Utah Jazz have played better than expected. This guy's made a very strong case for himself to be rookie of the year. I mean, he's had a phenomenal season. You know, you got Kyle Kuzma from the Lakers. He was the second pick by the Lakers. You know, the, the Lakers were their number two overall pick, Lonzo Ball. And Kyle Kuzma was their second pick. And had a much better season than Alonzo Ball, right? He averaged 16 points a game, six rebounds. The kid looked real good. But for me, the Lakers didn't have a good season. They missed the playoffs again. So to me, that disqualifies Kuzma, right? And Jason Tatum from the Celtics. He's had a phenomenal year as well. 13.9 points a game, five boards. But he's not even the best player on this team, Um He's not even the main catalyst on his team. And I know what you're going to say. Joel Embiid is the best player on the 76 is not Ben Simmons. To me, that's debatable. But Ben Simmons has a bigger impact on his team than Jason Tatum, right? So looking at these guys, obviously, in my mind, is between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. What's probably going to happen is for the first time since 1995, You're gonna have cool rookie of the years you know like jason kidd and grant hill were cool rookie of the years in 1995 both deservingly so but in my mind i gotta put ben simmons a notch above donovan mitchell i think donovan mitchell is playing as well as he can play you know hats off to him the jazz have been a pleasant surprise maybe quinn snyder has a lot to do with that uh I just think he has a good system. I think it was a very underrated system because everybody thought they were going to tank once Gordon Hayward left, right? So, kudos to Donovan Mitchell, but I got to give this to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons just looked like he's on another level to me, watching him play, watching his basketball IQ, watching the way he handles the that 76ers offense, that young team. In my mind, he's the rookie of the year, but... Again, I'd like to know what y'all think. Y'all let me know. So for most of this podcast, we talked about the NBA. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the NFL. And something that I've been watching personally this whole spring has been this Odell Beckham soccer. The New York Giants don't really want to pay Odell. They came out and said that the incident... Where he got caught on camera was a problem. You know, they asked for two first-round picks for Odell. Now, they come out and say they don't want to trade him. So, what you going to do, Giants? Look, you got to pay the man. The man is one of the top talents in the league. He's clearly the third-best receiver in the league, at least. Now, you can make an argument... For him being more talented than Antonio Brown or more talented than Julio, maybe. I don't know. I don't see that one. But, you know, he's number three at worst to me, right? Pay the man. Pay the man. If you're not going to trade him, you have to pay him. Because as good as he is, he can help your franchise win games. If you don't have Odell Beckham, you don't have a shot. You know, I know you probably go look at drafting Saquon Barkley. Um, if you go quarterback, you definitely want a guy like Odell Beckham on the roster, right? I think Odell has to be a part of the rebuilding efforts with the Giants franchise. You know, they were terrible last year. That's not of that's not a franchise that's used to being terrible, right? But if you if you're not gonna have him, you have to get some value for him. So if you're not going to trade him, and it doesn't look like you want to sign him long-term, then that means you're going to let him walk for free in free agency next year. Because if you don't give him a long-term contract this year, he's sure not going to stay around after this year because his contract's up. He becomes an unrestricted free agent, and he goes wherever he wants. New York Giants, if you listen to me, listen to me right now. Listen to me good. Just pay the man. Pay the man, give him his money, and continue to rebuild efforts with your franchise. Plain and simple. As always, it's my sincere intent that you enjoy the show. Um, if there's anything that I didn't cover, if you don't agree, please feel free to let me know. My Instagram is at n underscore the underscore paint that's at the letter in underscore the underscore paint my twitter is at george underscore back both of the handles will be in the description of the show please let me know what you think whether you're listening on soundcloud google play or apple Podcasts, please go ahead and hit subscribe thank y'all for listening thank y'all for keeping me on And I will see y'all next week in the paint.